1: See you on the other side podcast episode one hundred and fifty one. Good job, Woo-hoo, team. We're past yeah. the, the sesquicentennial. Uh, yes, and uh, we had a full house today. So let's do. A, uh, let's everybody introduce themselves. First of all, uh, I'm I'm Mike, and so you'll hear this Hi, voice. Hi, Mike. Hi, everybody, and I'm an alcoholic. Okay, go ahead.
2: Hello, this is Wendy, co-host of
3: See You on the Other Side podcast and drummer for Sunspot. Yeah. This is Lisa, your ghost host with the most from Madison Ghost Walks.
4: And this is Allison from MilwaukeeGhost.com.
5: And this is Scott from What'sYourGhostStory.com.
4: Good job, everybody. We did it. Yay! The
1: the first hard thing we made through. Okay. (laughs) And the reason we're all coming at you live today is because we're talking about the Haunted America Conference, uh, Ghosts on the Mississippi, that we just (laughs) went to in Alton, Illinois.
2: And it was all five of us. Yes. Yeah. And we were able to enjoy the use of the Sunspot van. Yeah. We got to bring the party van down. Plenty of seats in that baby. Yeah.
1: And we went last year and it was a good time. So we thought we had to come down and bring more friends to the Alton party.
2: Yes. Yeah, so we have uh, three of us are veterans. Allison, Mike and I. Mm-hmm. Allison is the the most senior veteran. Oh, wait, that's not...
0: Allison. Oh, watch it. Allison
2: is like the oldest Confederate <laughs> oh, Civil War veteran. You have the Come most on. punches in your punch card. She has okay. the most seniority yeah. of haunted America.
4: So, yeah.
1: so you get a free buffet next time. How many times
4: have you gone, Allison? Oh, I, I don't even know. Like... uh Ten, I, I just a lot. So the
2: conference uh, has been going for like twenty-one years. Wow, uh, this was year twenty-one. That's right. And they just they
1: wanted to make it better this year, better than ever. So uh, they had Sunspot Acoustic open up the festivities. <laughs> That's right. Heck yeah! And they thought, what's the way? Because even in his opening speech, Troy Taylor, the guy that runs it, now you guys might recognize Troy Taylor from the one billion books he has written about ghosts.
4: <laughs> yeah, and his appearances on TV. He's been on a lot of different shows as a resident ghost expert.
1: Yeah, and he's the guy keeping Alton alive. Yeah, you know what I
2: mean. That, that's very like, true. That's how, he is like, the
1: industry,
4: right? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like, like what? Are the, what do they do in Alton to make money? They have ghosts. It's <laughs> true, and it is a very old historical town. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah, on uh, Mississippi.
2: Right, lots of Civil War mm-hmm. sites there. Well, it's also
1: the home of the, the tallest person in history. That's right. What's yeah. his name? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> no, like,
4: he has Robert a statue. Wadlow. Yeah,
1: Robert Wadlow. Uh huh. That's he, right He played for the Alton Cornhuskers
4: <laughs> he, he did not No,
1: they didn't have basketball in the 1940s I, I
4: think he was 8 I, oh, eight, 11, wasn't he? That's that's coming to me now Holy God,
1: that's like the mountain from Game of Thrones
4: <laughs> Yeah I think he, He's he was 8'11. I'm going to Google that.
1: Either way, they have a statue of him in the middle of the town, so you can climb him and see that if you can reach the top of Mount
4: Robert. <laughs> or you can compare the size of your feet, which I, I like to do each time
2: I visit. There's also a statue of the chair that was like the right size because I remember scorching uh. our buns on it.
4: Last <laughs> yeah, last year was like
1: 100 <laughs> degrees in the shade. Oh, I
4: forgot about the chair.
2: We had to try it out.
4: Yep, yeah. the height was 8'11. I can't believe Wowzers. I remembered that. Yeah. yeah,
2: so his his vertical was insane. Allison is becoming a historian for the city of Alton. Yeah, Yeah. apparently. Like for all these years well, and all these there's... visits that you've paid there.
4: Yeah, I'm the most senior member.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all the Ripleys, believe it or not, museums, they all have a statue of Robert Wadlow in them too. So if you've yeah. been to one of those, you have seen him, and you've seen an Alton native.
2: And in essence, basically, you've been to Alton. Yeah. That's if you've the... been to a Ripley's <laughs> yeah. museum, you've been to Alton. And if you've seen a river and urban... Uh, Urban blight. <laughs> yeah, but
4: but don't, don't forget about the Piasa bird as well. Oh, we we yeah, wanted to go see other, that last year.
1: Right. Yes. In yes. 1947, there was actually a Thunderbird sighting in Alton, too.
2: Oh. See, there's all kinds of exciting things, which makes it a perfect place for to a Haunted America a conference. A Haunted
1: America conference. Absolutely. So, if you, so we should talk about it. So what is it? It's a, what's, it's a paranormal conference. You get together. You have speakers that talk about weird topics, things like ghosts. And folklore and uh, paranormal legends and stuff from different areas. And then you have a vendor booth, which is where we did a lot of our hanging out. And people are selling books. They're selling paranormal trinkets, Freddy
2: Krueger dolls. So many trinkets. And also, one thing that I learned this year that I didn't realize, because Troy talked about it in his opening speech, is that it does not have anything about aliens or UFOs. So that realm of the paranormal is just out
1: excluded <laughs> oh, that's right
2: yeah so
1: that's right well we're, st- <laughs> we're, we're still okay with aliens and UFOs but it's good to talk about something else because we've been talking about UFOs for the past three weeks
2: and it's nice to have focus when you only have you know a couple days mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we would like to give a quick shout out yeah. to another podcast and a podcaster that we met at the conference oh that's right Patrick from the
1: big sounds <laughs>
2: And uh, he did a really nice recap also, which, if you want to hear more of another person's impression of the conference, you can tune into Big Seance Podcast, episode number 96. And he included some of our music. Oh,
1: that obviously. So, Big Seance Podcast is something you're going to have to listen to right away. Right. Because uh,
2: even if you don't like it, you're going to like the ending with the song. Right. Exactly. So, thank you, Patrick. And it was great meeting you at the conference.
4: Yeah. Yes. Th- that's a great podcast. I'm really to it. A-
5: and now you guys can get ready for those royalty checks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Oh yeah, Patrick, we'll be expecting a check next week.
5: <laughs> okay.
1: So let's talk about our impressions of it. Mm. Now, Allison, as the as the uh, person who's been to the most of these haunted America conferences, as the old hag of, of the paranormal conference.
4: Oh my god! I'm talking about the old hag I'm syndrome. Gonna see Come you on, tonight guys. And you're going to get trounced. We can get
2: the the nice thing is there's enough of us that we can have like a booing section. Uh,
1: No, but I want no, as really as someone who's been there and you've been there as as it's changed from the 90s to the 2000s to the 2010s, and I mean the 1890s. (laughs) All right, I
4: can't help it that I'm a vampire.
1: That's okay, that's okay. (laughs) Vampires are the coolest. We've all seen the Lost Boys, and you're the Jamie Gertz character.
4: Oh, Um, wow.
1: Jamie Gers, right, so I com- love her. He, right, he comes right back with a compliment. Everybody, save yourself, Mike. Save yourself. <laughs> so, what would you say is the um was one of the highlights of this year, as compared to other years, or something that you wish you would have seen this year that you saw before?
4: Oh well, you know, I um really enjoyed uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk's presentation, and um, I'm really excited too because they're going to be joining us next year, next July, July 2018. At uh, the Hawaii Paracon, uh, mm. the first um, the first paranormal conference to be organized in Hawaii's history. So I'm excited about that. But um, yeah, yeah, so Greg. And, and did-
5: you know Greg <laughs> yeah. is going to try to steal some lava rock. Oh, no. And it will just <laughs> take his plane down. <laughs> <He'll->
4: it's, <laughs>
5: it's in his nature. He knows he's not supposed oh, to. No. And, but he's a collector. Yeah. Well,
4: well, he knows he's they not supposed try to, f- to do something. That's, that's when you have to watch out. Um, aren't they going to
1: try to find exactly. the cursed idol? From the Brady Bunch?
3: From the Brady Bunch.
1: Oh,
4: know my goodness. That's, well, yes, well, they Angela. are. You know that's Here why they're go going again. to Hawaii. Back to the tapestry of it's our minds. It's in the cave. <laughs> it's TV. Really cheesy okay. TV. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So, so I guess it's not true. I really, really enjoyed their, their presentation, um, specifically about how they talked about the idol, Billy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a joke. Well, let's describe but, um, the idol um, to everybody. So, so they, <laughs> it took me a while to get it. I, I didn't get it until last year. We were driving out to lunch. And I'm like, hey, what was that idol's name again? <laughs> and somebody's like, Billy. And I just got it. Like, I had known about Billy for so long. And uh, yeah, so I'm slow. Uh, anyway, so they have this this uh, cursed Idol, or you know, that's how it was presented to them like the idol of nightmares. That if you touch him, and the story was terrible, nightmares. (laughs) And and they didn't know where this, um, this wood carved statue came from, but they did take it to a professor of africology and uh, were able to, um, discern from you know what he said that that uh, we think Billy came from West Africa. So, this is relevant because Greg and Dana Newkirk in addition to all the other wonderful contributions that they've made to the paranormal, also had the, the first and, and only uh, traveling museum of the paranormal and occult. And so they bring these, um, these objects that uh, have activity associated with them out on the road to all these conferences across the country. And hopefully they'll be able to bring Billy to Hawaii. Um I'm, I'm I um re- really think he would like the islands. But um so yeah, they bring all these uh cursed objects, you know, kinda like we were we were talking to them um about that old uh Canadian TV show Friday the thirteenth, the T V series. <laughs> but they, on the other hand, with with this paranormal museum, they um talk to people um and want people to interact with these objects and want to do experiments with these objects. And for me, that was really a twist that, you know, they're not looking at these things as cursed per se. They're looking at them like, like there's an entity attached and, you know, maybe we could reach out to these entities and know more about them. Um, And so that's uh, where Billy comes in because Billy was really, um, presented to them as, as something that would give you, like, these horrible nightmares and, you know, was presented to them as something that's evil. Let's just say that. And through their interactions with him over, you know, it's really changed, like, just over the last year, where now they feel like they have a more positive relationship with them. And he's not always uh, giving people nightmares. In fact, it's changed. He's giving people Ooh, positive kind of dreams and guidance right now. So, um, yeah. you know, the... That's something I feel like they're they're working to advance the paranormal field. One of the quotes uh, from Greg during the presentation was fear is a brick wall to any real understanding. So some of the he also said some of the things um, in the museum uh, that they what they do might be scary. But what is the message they're trying to send? And. So he thinks, you know, by communicating um, and interacting with uh, these entities, we can we can advance the field by a greater understanding of, of what's happening, and that to me is just pivotal.
1: Okay, well, that's awesome. It sounds like it sounds like that the traveling paranormal museum, which we first saw last year, that was one of your favorite takeaways from the whole conference. That you like yeah. that, and then you you liked spending time with Billy Idol again.
4: Yeah and
1: i and just think it's there's going to be pictures and <laughs> be pictures in the show notes guys so when you think about this let's describe what it looks like i mean yeah. it is maybe about an arm's length maybe from your forearm to your hand uh long so maybe a, a little over a foot long it's got a an easter islandish face yeah
4: i'd say
1: yeah I... and it, yeah, totally. it's made he's, out of um... mahogany or something i don't know yeah
4: he's um what
1: what what kind of woods do i know yeah oak it's made out of oak
4: <laughs> maybe teak uh, i'm not sure but
0: yeah, yeah I was say teeth. but
4: but <laughs> yeah, he's he's um, but when you look at him, he, he does not look Easter Islandish. I mean, it he does look very African, um, and he has certain carvings. Um, so I mean, he's really he's a really cool looking dude, and you know, not really fearful when you look at his expression. But it's interesting to see how they've come to understand him a little bit more. And, you know, their message really is, they said, we want to foster a sense of curiosity about the paranormal instead of fear. And that's why they do what they do. And to me, that that's like, wow. Well, I,
5: I <laughs> think a great example of that is who gave this item to them. Because, of course, Greg and Dana, they have all of these bizarre items donated to them by people that are generally too afraid of them to right. put them in their house. And the the kind of funny thing that the uh, donator <laughs> said as he handed it off was, "Here, he's your problem now." <laughs> that's <And so> right. <laughs> that's um, but that's understandably the attitude people had towards it, and it was just built on fear. And uh, Greg and Dana come at it with curiosity. Uh, I think reason for fear as well, but but you know, a healthy curiosity.
4: Right. Well. Well, they're, they're um. Their position was: Yes, you should have caution, but you shouldn't have fear that you know stops you from trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, to them, like putting these items on a shelf and just you know surrounding them with salt and and covering them in a glass case, you know, that's not going to advance the field very far. I mean, that's just. And
1: also, what does salt do? Like uh, this is oh, like. Oh, okay. Like what's salt going to stop? Like, it, yeah. It's,
4: well, traditionally, traditionally that. A a salt line or a salt circle, you know, is supposed to stop. um, Protection. Yeah, it's supposed to stop negative energies. Um, Yeah. And so it's trapping something within it. That, you know, typically, you know, if you're protecting your house, you know, like Wendy was saying for protection, you you can put a a line of salt around the perimeter. That's a traditional way. Uh, and I don't know uh, which culture this derives from exactly, but uh, that's a traditional way to uh, stop evil forces.
1: Now, what if you use like a lower sodium, like salt alternative? And, like, the kind of stuff they give to <laughs> yeah, people I'm, with heart I'm conditions? I'm sure if it has to be like Himalayan like, does, does that work the same salt or, way? or what about salt, seasoning salt or,
4: or what, we're, what we're exactly talking about. <laughs> you, but... <laughs> know,
1: you know, La- Lowry's seasoned salt is <laughs> so good. Lowry's seasoned salt. There we go. Lowry's you
4: know, seasoned salt just so makes delicious. The, It'll kind of just stop them in the tracks because they'll <laughs> just lap it up.
1: Well, you know, I really, <laughs> that really takes me to something else. You know, that's a good segue, I think, when we're talking about, let's not be afraid of this stuff. First of all, because nothing paranormal is killing anybody. Uh, second that of all. That we know of. Mm. Right. Second of all, you know, this is what I heard about Rosemary Ellen Guiley's presentation this year. Because so last year, Rosemary was talking about our friends. Well, not our friends. <laughs> the gym.
4: Some, of, some, some are our friends.
1: Yes. <laughs> But she was talking. So the jinn are basically, if you've seen "I Dream of Genie," the jinn are the genie, or if you've seen Aladdin, it's the Robin Williams character. Um, so the jinn are the uh, Arabic, you know, the the genies that they talk about in the Quran. And she really went off that the jinn are everywhere. Uh, they are they are sneaking into our world and they are you know, are poisoning and 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 hurting us. And. Yeah. She was really into it. And this year, I heard it was more about trans-dimensional beings than the jinn, Because the jinn were something to be afraid of. And when you describe something, instead of describing it as an evil, shape-shifting, malevolent force um, coming here to subvert our humanity, right, just a trans-dimensional being sounds like somebody on vacation.
2: Yeah, it's a less negative connotation. Yeah. And I was at that presentation, as was Lisa. Well, and- let's, let's hear about it, girls. <laughs> as long as we're going into it. <laughs> it was very largely focused on sasquatch oh and scott was there too so and Allison, you were there too weren't you
4: no, no. i was at okay, the sorry. booth uh, uh my my uh our listeners might not know that that i broke my ankle so <laughs> i didn't get around as much as i probably would have liked so but that's okay because you know i i just uh generally um, annoyed people at the booth <laughs> and made them take every piece of paper that we had and listen to me for like five minutes
2: <laughs> wanted to spend time at the booth too because we wanted to meet people so a lot of our time all of us <laughs> a lot of our time yeah. was at the booth so unfortunately we missed some of the presentations yeah. but uh, uh that was my rosemary's... favorite
4: like badgering people <laughs> sorry go on <laughs>
2: rosemary's presentation was one of the ones that i caught and uh it was so it was very Okay. And she, you know, kind of opened it up with the a specific person's Sasquatch stories and then she presented it that, you know, Sasquatch isn't necessarily a flesh and blood being, which we've had this conversation many times before. Um, but she get, really got into that that whole high strangeness that we talk about
1: okay. so
0: much.
5: Yeah, the interconnectivity.
2: So
1: basically the idea was that something's slipping in from another dimension and that we are seeing it as Something that we can comprehend?
2: Yeah, I mean, leaving behind evidence, but it's, you know, the footprints or whatever. Right, but yeah. no bodies. Right, That's exactly. why we
3: never catch any bodies, because they go right back to where they came from as soon as most people notice them. Okay.
1: Well, and that really, I mean, to me, I'm always thinking of Bigfoot as just a lost ape or whatever.
2: Yeah. Or, or really clever at hiding. Yeah.
1: Well, you think about that, <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster. You know, yeah. you figure like, why yeah. would not, you, you have a like a 40 foot long creature and we never find the bones wash up.
2: And that would totally fit into her presentation as one of the high strangeness. Oh, well, maybe I should be one of her writers. I think maybe you should. should. Rosemary, call me. But it was a lot, it was similar to her gin presentation in that this explanation encompasses all kinds of paranormal phenomena. Okay. So.
3: I think one of the favorite parts of her presentation for me is when she talked about a story about a Sasquatch. Near a lake, throwing a huge boulder in and making a big splash. I don't know if you remember that. That is exactly the same story one of my friends at the gym has told me for three years now. Whoa! Bigfoot works out around here? (laughs) No, he was on vacation in New York. (laughs) Okay. But it was exactly the same story. It was by the water, something big, splashed like this huge boulder that was way, way, way too big. And Gary's a big dude. And that's... What she said was somebody's sighting. So I thought, wow. That's
2: cool. You've got a oh, man. personal experience that is similar to that. Right on. Well, that sounds like really interesting that Rosemary's into the Bigfoot now. The big, the, the big feet? <laughs> no, but she doesn't call it Bigfoot because that ties the association into a physical entity like with the, a foot. Like the monster truck? Oh, okay. You know? So that's why she, she was very specific in saying
1: you know that's
5: a racist term.
2: <laughs> it could be it's
1: it, well it's racist against the yeti because the thing is like everybody forgets that in asia it's not just bigfoot like we forget our asian uh mountain man or abominable
2: snowman friend too that's right i don't know if scott did you have any other impressions from her presentation
5: i'll do it <laughs> no um please do a bigfoot i yeah <laughs> <a squash. laughs> No, it, it was just definitely very interesting. I mean, much like Lisa said, there were aspects of stories that that she told that reminded me of experiences I had out with Jay uh, Bachochin, our friend Jay uh, Bacatl-Moran. Um, but also just the interconnectivity, The how do you define something right now when you have UFOs and, and Bigfoot and all of these different things going on? Who's to say that there's not a lot more bleed through, not only interdimensional, but also these things could all be kind of coming from the same place, not separate, separate, different entities, which is what was so funny when Troy Taylor at the opening talk said, let's leave the aliens and UFOs out of this. Like, I, I don't know if that's a good idea either.
1: We lost you for a second there, Scott.
0: Oh,
2: Scott.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm heading into some mountains, so He's maybe driving too close to be Roswell. best at this point to send you all on your way and say thanks for having me briefly.
2: <laughs> oh hey. No, I don't think so. Are you there?
5: Yeah, I'm here. Oh good, here. we got you
2: now. So as okay. long as you were recording that segment <laughs> this, I
5: I did record that and I'm gonna take a moment to to say thanks for having me on briefly. I'm heading into some mountains here in New Mexico. So I think I'm gonna lose you guys entirely very soon.
1: Okay. Okay, well, well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Scott. <laughs> Watch out. Aww. Watch out when you drive by Roswell. You don't want to get picked up. That's right. Or maybe you do.
5: <laughs> or do all right. You? Sounds good.
1: All right. Drive safe. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go off on that a little bit, when you talk about the, uh, the intersectionality uh, of all of this is that, it's interesting to see how beliefs change over the course of time. So like in the 1860s, I mean, spiritualism is something we all understand because everybody believed in life after not everybody, but a lot of people believed in life after death and every, you know, people believed in woodland spirits and, and things like that. And, and then that changes as we understand that there's planets and things. We understand that there's maybe different dimensions. And like, so it seems that our explanations change with, uh,
2: perspective and yeah
1: whatever's the fashionable thing
2: to <laughs> yeah think. yeah that is interesting isn't it
1: but but what doesn't change are the experiences so we, people have very individual experiences where they see something or they hear something or they feel something and it's very specific to themselves and it's um a very personal experience and then they just kind of filter it through their their way um if you believe in bigfoot you see Bigfoot. If you believe in ghosts, you see ghosts. If you believe in shadow people, uh, the shadow person shows up. So I just think it's uh, it, it's kind of we're we're going to that um, paranormal is in the eye of the beholder versus mm. um, you know it's an actual alien stopping by <laughs> you know just like taking his car out. Yeah. So uh, waking up. Saturday morning wasn't easy because I decided, <laughs> I, well, Friday night. <laughs> you let her rip. I did. Let her, and I tell you why. Because you <laughs> last year we were at the conference, you met a whole bunch of really interesting people at the VIP party that didn't yeah. start until 11 p.m.
2: That's right. And we had a, a pretty good time. A pretty good rip snorting time at that one. Right.
1: And so I kind of wanted to go back when everybody came back to the hotel room around 11 o'clock and we had a couple of drinks and we were talking and having fun. Um, I wanted to go back and see who was hanging out at the bar.
2: Mike went back for more.
1: And I was just like, okay, what are we gonna <laughs> what are we gonna find? And so I go back and I see Greg Newkirk arguing with uh, this Rob guy from the Ghost Hunters International.
4: Yeah, R- Rob Demarest.
1: Rob Demarest. And, and Rob Demarest... <laughs> Really he It was like A professional wrestler Decided to be a ghost hunter
2: <laughs> Oh he's the guy That was right across from us Our yeah. booth yeah, with he the was Sitting
1: with Paranormal Sarah
2: Gotcha Okay And
1: the way he was talking and Him and Greg Were like going at it Because like Greg <laughs> Had written some stuff That was critical And he was really being Very uh, apologetic Very like You know what I, I probably said some things that and I'm sitting there going, Man, you were right because 'cause I'm all trash. Oh and my like, god. International, Like stuff you guys were doing. Like I was coming in like a ton of like a ton of bricks it's f- fell onto the hotel bar. Paranormal bar brawl. <laughs> like a wrecking ball. <laughs> and I was like the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball cause I I came in, I was buck naked, I was on that chain, oh. like in the video. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I come in and they're just talking and I'm like, What are you guys talking about? Just Butting myself into the conversation like a total jerk. Oh, man. Uh, but it was fun. And everybody was cool. and But it was interesting because Rob is such a forceful character. Yes. And he's also such a physically intimidating character. Yes, he character. is. So when you're kind of sitting there and some guy's like, let me tell you what I think about the paranormal, brother. <laughs> you know, I've seen Ghost Man. And <laughs> <laughs> Paranormal gave me a career, man. And you're just like, okay, Hulkster. And... um. It was a pretty intense situation, but it was also fun uh, talking. And so, but we stayed out. And also, there was a guy who actually had the booth next to us, who I talked to for a while too. And they did a, a Michigan kind of paranormal thing, and we had met last year. And he was really into extreme metal, yeah, like, like like stuff that sounds like gargling, like like gargling with a little bit of guitar. <laughs> And he's really into that kind of music. But also, he believes that the Titanic was a conspiracy. So he's the oh, original truther.
2: That's a new one. <laughs> he's like, the Titanic, Titanic man either. was an inside job. Wow. <laughs> You're like, all right, dude. I, I regret not going to the bar yeah, after hearing yeah. what I missed. So,
4: talking about I should have gone gone fun. Right to sleep, I guess.
1: Right. And so I was up until, I don't know, one thirty, And then no. came in and then.
4: no. You stumbled in at (laughs) two thirty. Yeah, two thirty. Stumbled in, fell into the bed, (laughs) and one shoe came off, and then that was it. And like your other shoe, foot was hanging off the bed with the shoe on. And I'm like, do I take it off? I'm just gonna leave him be.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I I I sleep where I fall. And you can't hide anything, Mike. It all comes out on the podcast. Nothing is sacred.
1: But and I did it with a plum, though, and and grace. But Saturday morning, I don't
4: know, man. I, know you I didn't. was like, "Wait a sec, I, are you okay, Mike?" And he just fell. In the oh bed. man! You know, mumbled something incomprehensible.
2: <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the lesson is: if you go to party with, see you on the other side, gang. Nothing will remain a secret. We will right, all we'll you know. So, well, it. and we knew that too because when we were that, hanging that, out with that, Scotty Robbins last me. year.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. What was
5: that? We,
1: we were hanging out with Scotty Roberts last year. Scotty from the Paradigm Symposium. Oh, that's right. And Intrepid Magazine and everything. Like, he takes a picture of everything. So, like, to the <laughs> point where Wendy falls asleep at the party <laughs> last year on Saturday night. Uh, she, like, passes out. And then Scott's
0: like, what?
2: I got to put this on Facebook. In, in my own defense. <laughs> it was after the party it was oh, no. after the bar kicked us out we were sit, like out front of the hotel i was just saying you fell asleep i wasn't saying that you
1: actually right. fell no, no, asleep <laughs> on the bed but you said
2: i fell asleep at the party which okay. made it sound like i was a party
1: pooper no you were no a party pooper. you're never a party
4: <laughs> but, but <laughs> like you. scotty
1: takes a picture and he's like you think she's gonna mind if i tag her on facebook <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yes she's gonna mind if you tag her yeah. on facebook and he uh, does it anyway Oh, uh, great uh, <laughs> so like but the thing is hanging out at the bar and talking to the people and stuff like that and networking and you know to, to set up future kind of because we want to meet and hang out and work with these people in the future and that's just part of the getting to know you process and sometimes it's all business and sometimes it's too much pleasure
4: <laughs> a little um, bit too much
2: <laughs> but it's a long day at the conference you're on your feet a lot you're yeah. talking to everybody and so right. it's fun at the, end of the, at the end of right. the day it's nice to have a little you know social time
1: right yeah, and that steam blows of steam. right off <laughs>
2: But the thing is, okay, so Saturday
1: morning, so Saturday morning, uh, getting into the Paranormal Sarah, because she was right at 9 a.m. Oh, right. Right? So I get in there with, but I took a shower and I, you know, I, had, I didn't want to smell like a distillery or whatever. So I get in there, I got, I got my one eye open and I watched her presentation.
2: <laughs> and?
1: <laughs> and uh, I think Paranormal Sarah is an excellent speaker. She always has good slides. And she's always focused... So last year, her big thing was psychopaths. Mm, That's right. She was really into psychopathy. Yes. And um, this year, I think it was more about the folklorish aspect of the paranormal and how... I don't quite remember the whole thing, but I may just be connecting the dots myself. And this seems, so it may be cooler than it actually was. But I thought it was really cool the way she was trying to connect paranormal experiences from different cultures and like the folklore, how it connects in different areas. Oh
4: so man, I should have seen that one then.
1: Yeah, once again, we're talking about the intersectionality of experience across yeah. culture and how it's a, so paranormal is a human experience and not necessarily a, um, you know, it. it's not one, like, you know, we think of, it's, it's almost the way that we put Asian cultures on a pedestal when it comes to spirituality and stuff. Like, well, they yeah. meditate, and they, you know, in the Buddha and stuff. and Or people do this with Native American with Indian culture constantly. Mm. You know, Absolutely. the noble savage kind of like the stereotype and things. And they say like, well, they're close to nature. I mean, you talk to, you know, you Indian friends, you talk to them. They're... It's no different than anybody else. Some people are spiritual. Some people are into D&D. Some people are into uh, the Green Bay Packers. And some people are into their own culture. And you just realize that it doesn't change. It doesn't change from group to group. They're just people inside the group. Yeah. And uh, so I thought her presentation was good. She's always interesting. Yeah, she's, she's a and good presenter. She's an upper Midwesterner like us. Hey, of. all right. And so um, we've been communicating forever to have her on the podcast. It just hasn't worked. So, um, But I enjoyed that. And then I went back to the booth to schmooze the rest of the day.
2: <laughs> As you do.
4: Yeah. As I, do. <laughs> I just wanted to comment on that a little bit, like what you were saying about Paranormal Sarah and uh, how we segregate you know, different cultures We put certain cultures on a pedestal and that's actually like the the flip side of prejudice where we're like, oh, you know, you're so spiritual or you're so good at basketball. And then uh, it's like we feel justified in, you know, the other more negative aspects of prejudice. So, yeah, that's that's something saying
1: Asians are extremely spiritual and they meditate and they can't drive. Am I right, fellas?
4: Right. So... So yeah, that was an important uh point that that you made or that Sarah made and I really wish that I would have would have seen that cuz um when I present in uh Hawaii next year one of the presentations is going to be about cross-cultural connections.
1: All right. Well, maybe you can steal her PowerPoint.
4: I uh, yeah. I uh, well, or maybe I could just like talk to her and say, "Hey, I heard it was a really good presentation and I totally missed it." Oh, sure. man.
1: And that was at the uh what felt like the butt crack of dawn, but really was nine a.m.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah,
1: when
2: you go to bed late. Yeah. Well, and yeah, long drive. We we didn't tell everybody that it's what five hours, four and a half, five hours Easily from five and a half from, hours Madison.
4: from Madison. Yeah, almost six.
2: six. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. It'd so we spark. spent plenty of time. Did plenty we go through? We went
2: through band. a wormhole then because because we left at like ten and we got there. At, at 3 like 30. three thirty, yeah. So and we stopped on the way. So not a long stop. It's it
1: was okay. quick. <laughs> it was okay.
3: Wormhole.
4: And that's that's. The I, I thought
1: maybe, okay. it was, and and you see the thing is like an other, they would have said like a ferry tunnel or something like that in another <laughs> time or or whatever or like it, right? You know, yeah. and, but uh, we use wormhole because it sounds scientifically accurate.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> we know nothing.
1: <laughs> right. Of course, we know nothing. We're, we're pitiful humans. <laughs> yes. So I was going to say, we were all talking about hanging out at the booth. Oh, yeah. Was there any specific vendors that you guys liked this year that set up, you know, that you thought were super interesting?
3: Well, I was all over, of course, Greg and Dana right across the way from me. And, you know, I love Billy Idol and Ruby the Dow. I kind of like Dow's, so... (laughs) Yep. No, we were super
2: lucky that our location was directly across from Greg and Dana's mm-hmm. museum, so it was fun to watch people go and interact with the objects and right looking in the black mirror. Right,
1: because there's <laughs> there's a mirror that they say if you look into, you, people see ghosts, they see horrible things that they, they call it a scrying mirror that you may be able yeah, to see the future the dark or you see mirror. darkness. You see
3: your evil self, <laughs> and the problem is, I look and I, just, I see me, and I'm like, oh no, I am my evil self. <laughs> I kind of saw something evil. I looked like my mother in it, so oh. that's not helping.
1: We were also across from paranormal Sarah and Rob Demerol. Yeah, and uh, so he was doing—he was signing autographs and giving away free body slams.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Oh. Come on, right up here, man.
4: We 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 love Rob Rob Demhurst. Um, but but I yeah, that, and you you should do that uh, wrestler voice more. I I really like that's, that. That's, that's going to be the new voice. Than oh no. Arnold.
3: It's going to overtake Arnold. <laughs> what do you mean? Nothing can overtake. <laughs> come on. If you combine well, the two, that would be perfect.
0: That's,
3: well, <laughs> that's, I gotta that's, say, that's when we have Frank Caliendo.
4: Like a whole reason to come to the conference for me, a whole nother reason is all the great raffle items that they have. Oh, they do. Oh, my gosh. Just like um, objects <laughs> from, um, you know, framed objects from haunted locations like keys to haunted... Hotel rooms and uh, uh graveyard dirt, like from Bonnie and Clyde. Just oh my gosh, just incredible, incredible. Ouija items. boards yeah, from the forties like and fifties. Yeah. And I love the the Ouija board table. Every year I try to get that Ouija board table. It's like a coffee table. You're gonna get it some year. Yeah, with the Ouija board on top. Oh, didn't get it this year. Oh, they also had like a. I think this was also from the forties too. Um. It was a uh, like a blessing or exorcism kit with like holy water and a cross. That would be and,
3: perfect. Yeah,
4: crucifix and all that. And, yeah, and they absolutely.
3: also had an embalming kit.
4: Yeah, Ooh. that's true. They they had they always have some of the best items and uh, oh, I just ah, uh, I could go on and on, but. Yeah, that's a whole nother reason to go is to just to see all the weird stuff that they have, you know, a lot of it historical that you could have in your very own home if you're lucky. I wasn't lucky at all. But, um, you know, other people were and now they have like these old dusty books and all this cool stuff. uh, And I'm jealous.
1: One of the tables that I liked was the couple of girls from Tennessee who are right next to us.
2: I was going to talk about them too, but okay, you go right, for can, it. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. And when you
1: guys were at uh, the um, conference or the, at the lectures on Saturday, I was spending a lot of time talking to them and just a, a couple sweet Southern gals. Um, but what they were, they really weren't even that into the paranormal. Like the one lady was like, I kind of, she just got in there because her ex father-in-law ended up owning a haunted hospital.
2: Yeah. That, that story is, Pretty crazy. Right.
1: And they needed somebody to manage it.
2: What was the name of their group? I'm trying to think.
3: South Pittsburgh. But it wasn't South Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: Well, th- what I liked was that it's it was called South Pittsburgh because they thought they were going to have a major steel industry there. And so because Pittsburgh is so associated with the steel industry, Pittsburgh Steelers, Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where it came from. Now, there you go. Because it was so associated with that, uh, they thought that we, South Pittsburgh, and we're going to make this the best steel place ever. And it never happened. So now it's just this tiny town in Tennessee, but it has this haunted hospital. Right. And uh, they just, and she's like, I don't even, I don't even know about this stuff, but it sure is haunted. And they just were <laughs> sweet and nice. And um, there was the first paranormal convention. And it was nice to see when they were looking around and talking to people, um, they didn't have that jaded look <laughs> on their face of well, like, "Yep, yeah, tell me
2: your weird stuff." Okay, yeah, they were great. We spent many hours sitting side by side, so yeah. <laughs> I learned all about their hospital. And uh, the one, the one lady was a tour guide in uh, Chattanooga, I believe, or Huntsville,
1: ha- Huntsville, Alabama. Though wasn't that one girl from Huntsville?
2: Well. The story I was gonna relay was the the one about uh, the city has like an underground city, Ooh. and I thought it was Chattanooga. Man, I should have researched this beforehand. They I got know. a great song, Chattanooga Tutu. Yeah, they do. They do
4: <laughs> Are you gonna cover that for the podcast now? <laughs> That'll your song should. of the week, Chattanooga Tutu. <laughs> <Choo-choo? laughs>
2: Yeah, we can do a death
1: metal version of it. We oh. gargle the vocals on the Chattanooga. Oh. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Now, now we're
2: talking about the intersections of
1: culture. Oh,
4: I'm liking it.
2: It's the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. And that's where the ghost towns are. Okay, so that's the name of the hospital.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> and I don't know if it's Chattanooga or what. But there was a city she was telling me about that had a whole underground city. And I'll figure it out and share it with you guys when i figure it out but anyway we'll have to link to their website so you can see it because she has ghost hunts there at that hospital and she'll she'll have like date nights you know where a couple can go and she'll prepare dinner for them and then they have a ghost hunt and they can stay overnight and Ah. she was telling me that people call her place the hilton of the haunted because oh that's right they actually have electricity and so you can you know it's like a hotel room basically it's you're not camping out as many of the old abandoned scary (laughs) haunted places are you know no electricity no bathrooms like it still has functioning water and electricity and whatnot so
4: wow i mean that that sounds like like heaven (laughs) it really really does sound
2: like romance it sounds like it's worthy of a
4: road trip you can ghost hunt and then have a romantic evening because yeah. I think those two things just automatically go together, but I'm kind of a freak, so.
1: <laughs> you, can, you can get some loving with a side of tuberculosis.
4: Oh, yeah. At
1: the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Um, <laughs> but it does seem like a really fun place for a ghost hunt. One of these days, we're going to have to go on a tour through the South and check out the haunted places in Nashville again. Definitely. Talk more. Uh, well, I haven't been to the ghost tours in Savannah, and everybody's got an HO oh, for those. Oh, gosh. Love those uh, yeah. tours.
3: Oh, I so, went to them this December.
4: Oh, yeah. You really you, you were to uh you were to Savannah? Yeah,
3: I went to Savannah in the beginning of December to go on ghost tours and have a little vacation away from the cold. Oh uh, so, that sounds like a wonderful vacation. So yeah.
4: what can you tell us? Because I've always wanted to go there since um that movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's also a great book. Mm. So did you go on the tour there and what was of it like? Of course
3: I took I took about two tours and actually the bus tour around town was exceptional when you got a really good tour guide as all tours are they depend on the tour guides (laughs) but i did take um of the two ghost type tours i took one of them was really outstanding Mm
0: -hmm.
3: very outstanding but the problem was we went on the other one to the cemetery which was beautiful the bonaventure cemetery is a must-see And that tour guide was kind of saying the other stuff from the other tour wasn't true. And then we started looking it up and the tour was great. The tour guide was great. And then we started finding that some of the information that they were talking about was beyond exaggerated. However, Uh, entertainment value, uh, it was awesome.
1: (laughs) Okay. So what you're trying to say is, not everything that you get on a haunted tour is 100% true. Oh, You're, man. you're it's breaking true. my heart. Well, it depends it's on the tour. True. Right, because if, if you take Allison's Tour in Milwaukee or you take our tours in Madison or Waukesha, Minneapolis, St. Paul, coming
2: soon, Stillwater and Lake Geneva, you're not going to get a single lie in there. that's right that's why you got to know your tours
3: you got to know it's a
2: trustworthy source that did their homework and did
3: their research yeah that's true and if you do present something as some of us may we present it as this is what we heard we don't present it as this is fact and here's a fabricated newspaper clipping there you go that's right everybody i think
4: think (laughs) it's pretty important to cite sources whenever possible but on that note you were right wendy the uh underground city is in Chattanooga.
2: Oh, thanks for checking. Yeah, thanks for looking that up, Allison. And um,
4: I have an article. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll get to you, but um, but yeah, there cool. there is um an underground city there, and there's a few of the downtown buildings that have basements or at access to the underground chambers that were once ground floors. And all these buildings oh, are so privately scary. owned with no outside access to the public. But that doesn't sound true because because it sounds like the the uh, girls that we met have some
2: access well there you go maybe maybe they're friends with the the private owners
4: yeah there we go i think you got to know somebody we can get you in but now that we know them (laughs) we know people
1: it's the six degrees of and and they love culvers so all we have to do
2: is (laughs) send them some cheese
1: curds just bring them some cheese curds and you'll be able to get into the underground city (laughs) of chattanooga
2: that was the cutest thing they all access they said said, uh (laughs) They were planning on driving 12 miles because that was the nearest Culvers, and they had been told that they had to get Culvers while they were within oh the Culvers God. range. So, if you guys so. are from, if you guys are from
1: the United States, I guess because there's Culvers everywhere now. Oh yeah, uh, except
2: but, not in Tennessee.
1: Not in Tennessee. So, Culvers is a, a fast food place, um, based in Sauk City, Wisconsin, and uh, their claim to fame for a long time was custard, and custard is ice cream with eggs.
2: And it's, and it's so delicious right, it'll blow your, it is it'll so good blow your
1: mind man um, so custard it's a, it's a very Wisconsin thing custard but now they have custard all over the country thanks to Culver's and the fast food they also have cheese curds um, which I don't know the science behind cheese curds but I it, <laughs> they're, they're magical there's a science it might not be science
4: what is a well I, I think you know it's it's they come from they come from the sky actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think or another but, dimension. I think Bigfoot <laughs> brings us cheese curds.
1: Oh. Can you imagine if you go to Culver's in Wisconsin, Bigfoot brings you cheese, <laughs> delivers them to you. <laughs> uh, like he, he he comes out like an old fifties fast food place, like on roller skates <laughs> with the hat, the little, like paper hat. Yeah. i comes I'm out sorry, like Sorry, Mike. A, like what a were sonic. you going to
4: say about the science of cheese curds? No, I just, I don't know.
1: So that's the thing. So, if you guys don't know what Culver's is, it's custard and cheese curds and as its claim to fame.
2: And no, don't forget, the butter, butter burgers. burgers.
1: Oh, I've never had one of their butter burgers.
2: But that's what's on all the signs Culver's and, butter burgers. And
4: you probably okay. never will, Mike.
2: <laughs> and neither will and, I. As a vegetarian, it's probably off
4: uh, the list. i yeah. not going to
2: have a ton of butter burgers.
4: I, I only um, take my mother to Culver's. I don't actually eat anything at Culver's. Oh. Um, <sighs> I'll
3: tell you She's like, what. Oh,
4: my I'm, God get a shake oh she's gonna kill
3: yeah. me if she hears this <laughs> culver's is an exceptional fast food restaurant and when uh, i did move to a wisconsin one thing that shocked me was they're advertising this butter burger and i used to be like butter. obnoxiously healthy i'm like you gotta be kidding me they're advertising a butter burger and then probably after a few years, I had one, and it was. Oh good. You broke yeah, broke. I, I don't know if the thing is
1: the advertising for like a butter burger, like you expect to just see the Marlboro man, <laughs> like
2: like the Marlboro man smoking a right. cigarette, eating a butter burger, <laughs> drinking tequila. Why? Okay, we're totally off track right <laughs> I, now. but I don't track. care. We are. Is it called a butter burger because it's they fry the meat patty in butter or do they just slab a, a Again, slab? Like Again, it's
3: a Bigfoot I foot. looked this up. <laughs> Ooh, tell the, me, Lisa. Check the science. I, looked, I checked the science on this one because I was shocked <laughs> and appalled until I had one. Mm. So what uh. they do, they call it the butter burger. They cook the burgers just like anywhere else pretty much, but they put butter on the buns... And then they put the burger on. That's oh, why they so, call it uh, the butter burger. Because okay,
2: there, there, there is a place in Milwaukee called Solly's that would make mm. a burger and they would literally take like, you know, you're cutting off a stick of butter. They would take like a half inch chunk from the butter and just throw it right on top of the burger like you would cheese. Yeah. And then it melts all over and it's freaking huh. delicious. But they Same. probably should just put clay in your arteries, like straight <laughs> yeah. up. Like, All right. I was gonna say concrete mix into your, like into your like, aorta. Uh, right. And I guess down we shouldn't throw it. We shouldn't go after Culvers as a sponsor now, huh? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we should. I don't think there's any No, chance Culvers of that. is awesome. I love it. Okay. I don't, oh, either way, uh, we just spent like five minutes talking about their product.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> the is cute like, thing uh, is those oh, girls were just like, "Oh my god, I want to see Culvers." Yeah, and they were very sweet, and it was nice to see people's first time at a yes it was nice to uh see what happens when you when you pop your haunted
2: america cherry speaking
3: of first timers
2: lisa this was your first haunted america what was your overall impression i mean did you think it was fun
3: well i just started going to these fun events when i started hanging out with you all a couple years (laughs) ago so this is about my third or fourth one but I never had a road trip like this since college, so that was a Yay. whole lot more fun Yay. than college, believe it or not. Yay, and it was your first hunt America. It was my first hunt America. I, I liked it a lot. It was a lot more condensed, but compared to the other conferences I've been to, there was a lot less aliens because I'm more <laughs> of a ghost person, so I would learn oh. so much more about the aliens that I really never gave any thought to. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah,
4: They're all so, gin but, anyway. Yeah, that's what say. I hear.
1: <laughs> They're all sasquatching. Sasquatch, and Sasquatch
3: but, flying ships. But I loved the uh, the unique thing was the raffle. I did like that and I did actually buy one of those little glowing skeleton oh, heads yeah. Oh, yeah. from a couple nice women from Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, I didn't win it, so I had to go buy one. <laughs> Just going back to the booths in the favorite booths.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of the trinket booths were really cool. They had tons of they like, always custom-made jewelry. And, and I think this conference had the best vendor room of, of the ones that I've been to. It certainly had the sexiest.
3: Well, oh, the zombie pinups. Did you see them? They were great. <laughs> I didn't see those. But okay, so anyway, so I did like that. It was a one-day event, which was good. You only had one speaker at a time to choose from. Which is good when you have thought that was making decisions. I thought that was great. Yeah, so it was. I would highly recommend it. I'm looking forward to going next year. I have to say, I really enjoyed the band Sunspot playing as the opening. Oh, oh, god! <laughs> That's Everybody right. I
1: thought that that I thought that was one that of the really highlights. That really kicked
3: as well. it off. Thank you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. I'm ver- that really was fun. I'm verklempt. It is. Well, it's not often I get to say I'm with a band, although it's happening more and more <laughs> right, now. Right, Well, you and
2: also Scott were very, very helpful with yes, our uh, setting up and loading in and, and whatnot, which is the cost of riding in the Sunspot van, basically. <laughs> but, uh, and we would have made Allison work, too, if it weren't for a damn foot. Right, we, we, we had to take care of Allison. But um, yeah, <laughs> that we, was a We fun carried her. I really enjoyed <laughs> no, that, performing well, for that did audience. did a little bit. <laughs> yeah good thing i, I, good thing I wanted have one of those um,
4: empress chairs right where i get to sit in the throne and then i just get like you know two bodybuilder guys um so <laughs> you could
2: have rob demarest
4: yeah Robert rob demarest could be right. one
2: and then you could have the see you on the other side banner like on the back of the chair
4: right on the back of the chair i don't know who would carry the other side maybe troy <laughs>
2: Do you think he'd
1: need to care? He wouldn't need somebody. He would just care like one person. He'd be <laughs> like, let me carry you around, sister. I'll go you from place to place.
3: <laughs> anyway, I thought I really enjoyed your show before, and I've seen you play often. But the one thing that was thoroughly enjoyable is these were your people as you explained <laughs> your songs to them, your weird songs. Mm-hmm. They all got it. Yeah, that's a special thing.
2: And it was a great crowd because uh, we performed right before Troy, Troy gave his opening welcome speech. So it was a full house and everybody was, there was, you know, the energy in the air was, the excitement of the conference was palpable. Yeah. And so it was just really, really neat to be able to perform at that time. And, and like Lisa said, to have people get the content of the songs. and
1: Right. When you're talking about the haunted Seguin Hotel in Seguin, Texas, and, uh, and the story of the ghost of a girl who was murdered by her own father, and... A lot of times when you say that at a bar, everybody's looking at you like, oh, man, this isn't Lady Gaga. And uh, so it's just nice when you can say something and people are like, oh, that
3: sounds really intimate. Yeah, right. Or I know that story. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah,
4: uh, I, I almost forgot too. Uh, on Friday night. There was also a panel that I went to go see. So oh, yeah. like, uh, that's right.
2: We missed this, that. But you were there. I was too hungry.
4: Yeah, like so there were speakers uh, on the panel and then uh, uh I'm not I didn't see all the speakers but all the speakers were up there. So maybe some others as well that were experts in the field. And so the, there were some very interesting questions asked about, you know, their most extraordinary experiences, for example, uh or, you know, what they thought ghosts are. And to me, I was really pleased because I you know the the experiences the the stories that were told were were really um wow I was like wow that's that's really a dramatic experience that this person had but then also to hear um to hear what what each person thought ghosts might be and you know that that idea of it just being the spirit of a dead person um was was not the only uh, or, or even the primary explanation, uh, given for ghosts. So, I mean, you know, some of the things, uh, about, you know, maybe these, these things being thought forms or, um, some other kind of entity, uh, that we're not able to perceive with our current science, uh, you know, a lot of the explanations given were really far reaching and surprising.
2: That's well, that's, cool. that's really cool.
4: Now, you guys
2: got readings too, right? Allison and Lisa? Oh, yeah. That's get,
4: right. We both you got, got read. You got so called psychic readings.
2: Is there anything <laughs> cool you can share yeah. about your readings or that you'd be willing to share about your readings?
3: Any piece of insight? Sure. Oh, I can. Well. Well, Lisa, why don't you start? Mine was um, not exactly right. <laughs> or not even close oh, to right no. oh and that was the end of the day and i know people that do that get tired toward the end of the day but yeah i was not too impressed but i was happy all the money was going toward a good cause she wasn't oh, keeping it she donated nice. toward um animal shelter
1: oh i told people that too when i was selling them cds oh um, my that's not true what i said it was abused kids
4: though <laughs> they are animals uh those (laughs) little kids um anyway yeah like my reading was yeah i i was
2: um, (gasps) yeah uh,
4: i i was like i like what lisa said because maybe it was because it was the end of the day but apparently uh what i should do is um i should uh become uh, a lesbian comedian and moved to the West Coast. That's that's how I'm really gonna be happy right. in life.
2: So that was the advice.
4: That that was the, <laughs> that was the advice. Which and um, funny
1: enough, I just bought Tig Notaro tickets yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> she's
4: because <laughs> she's like you I know did. you know that that you've never felt at home here. You you don't belong here, do you? You'd you be you'd feel uh, much more at home how dare you? on the West Coast. <laughs> well, that part wasn't exactly wrong. Let let's face it. Well, but sure. anyway, it yeah, was, was uh, it was, it was interesting. You know, she, she talked about you know some things like um, she said this. There's this little girl that is keeps uh, running around me like continuously running in circles around me that that she saw. So Ooh, I, I, she I, was, was talking about me. You know, thinking about the, <laughs> the frenetic nature of my mind. I was uh, thinking
2: maybe it's one of those fae that you're so yeah fairies. Yeah, you know
4: maybe. Maybe there's uh, some kind of attachment there. But So I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, but I, I was really kind of expecting something a little bit different. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of what she said, I don't know. It, it didn't seem accurate. Let's just say that.
2: OK, so I guess we have a lesson here, and that is if you're going to do the readings at these things, try to get your name in early, early right. in the yes. day
4: get them when, early when people
2: are fresh are psychically fresh.
0: Yep. Yeah, because yeah.
4: maybe maybe a lot of the, the stuff that she was getting was just, you know, like a, lo- a lot of the impressions, you know, throughout the day just kind of got put in a big blender and uh that, that's what we got is, you know, and
2: your your smoothie had a somebody else's uh
4: predictions yeah, it
1: <laughs> well no it's <laughs> oh, like, it it like you went to starbucks smoothie. it was like you went to starbucks and somebody wrote the wrong name on your cup oh
4: yeah and, uh, that could be too
1: okay so that there's a lesson
3: in that like so how much do you guys pay for the psychic readings so let, let's just say
4: 15 for me
3: 15 lisa $10 and I was going into it as entertainment value. I mean, I wish spent I $15 on crap all the on movies. I
4: didn't know that she was giving to an animal shelter. I mean, that, that's incredible.
3: I suspect the results would be the same.
4: Yeah, probably. Well, But still, the money would have gone to an animal shelter. I would have felt better about
2: it. That's nice. And it's, it is a fun thing to do at the conference. Oh, sure.
1: So. Everybody, likes, everybody likes somebody to try to give them a psychic reading. right? But except me. I don't like it no why not i'm not i don't want people to know like when people, oh you don't want to let them in your mind not, mike not, <laughs> i'm already there <laughs> <laughs> but right. i don't want people to know uh i mean i i don't want to know the future like i'm just not interested
2: in it. but they don't know the, they don't always necessarily but yeah i guess they try to if
1: they're gonna say like oh i see you and i'm like i don't care what you see me as like i want what i see me as is what's important okay. not what you think and I don't want you to put a seed in my head that all of a sudden changes my life. And the only reason that that seed was there is because oh, some crazy person told me for
2: $15. <laughs> Made it up or something. That like, oh, your
1: lifeline's <laughs> like, not like very me. long.
4: Like <laughs> me. When, when I- <laughs> I read your tarot cards uh, at New Year's. Aww. That's what you're talking about. And you told
2: him about. I was going to betray him? No,
1: she said that somebody trust you trust is to betray me. And so I got to test see who's going to betray me like in you. September. <laughs> so somebody's going to betray oh, And she's Allison. like, oh, yeah, you're going to be, be betrayed in September. And I'm like, what the hell does this mean? You know, she's like, well, Lo, February's looking good. March is looking great. September, mm, better watch your back because there's going to be a knife stuck in it. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? It's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, so in a couple of months. Uh, yeah, I better I like, watch her back. I feel like the last supper, like, I know one of you, <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> use, which one of you is it going to be? So, uh, uh, right. So you don't want that little seed plant in your okay. mind for no
2: reason.
4: Good point, Mike.
2: Okay. But, um. <laughs> well, the conference was a lot of fun really quickly. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed meeting all the people that stopped by the booth. Yeah. So shout out to anyone who's listening that just met us. And uh, thank you for stopping by. And some people shared some really cool stories with me. So I enjoyed being at the booth and talking to people. I did too. And I really enjoyed, you guys, I enjoyed doing karaoke with you oh, at the end man. of the night. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we had a great time. There wasn't a lot of people at the karaoke, no. but we kind of had to carry it ourselves. So, so dance aw. like nobody was yeah, watching. Yeah, what, and I, I yeah was we sleeping, missed you, Allison. Uh, we and, missed you, definitely. I was
4: resting my, my giant, swelled elephant foot. Your
2: weary foot. <laughs> but,
4: well, it but was fun. I missed it. Like, what, what did you all sing?
1: Lots of rocky horror. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. It was a little rocky centric, as it should be. Yeah, and um, it was just fun because it seemed like you know after the conference, and we went out to uh, dinner with Greg and Dana at a very cool the old bakery brewery. Oh yeah, food. yeah. And their sweet potato nachos might be. Oh my gosh, um, so good! Right, I had a little death just eating them. Like, so good. They just were delicious, <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> those were fantastic. And then we just went back to the bar. We talked. Like Troy was like holding court. Oh, you yeah. Know, after, yeah, you know, totally. So he, every, you know, he's talking to everybody, schmoozing and stuff. And then we went back into the bar and just, it was this one woman just sitting at The s- saddest saying, karaoke Ellen. DJ ever. And she's just like. Well, that was the, the oh, yeah. DJ. The DJ's just like, well, he- but- hello. Yes. it it wasn't like the DJ like, come on, guys. It's karaoke <laughs> Saturday night in <at laughs> yeah, Illinois. Because nobody,
2: nobody was there to sing. But then we did. And then we met our friend, Ellen. And so. We just tore the place up. <laughs> we did basically yeah, we, we, <laughs> if, just, if I do say so. We just myself. ripped it up until the end
1: of the <laughs> night. So it uh, it was a fun, silly time to be had at the at the paranormal convention and I think uh, that Troy and Lisa worked really, really hard to do this, and they really, really hard for 21 years to make things like this happen. And I really admire that kind yes. of tenacity because it's got to be difficult because nobody – like we're making fun of Alton here in some ways. Like, oh, or if you like Urban Blight, you're going to love Alton. But the thing is, it's because it's, it's a cool place with a lot of history, but it's not the kind of place people want to go on vacation. You know, and so to get people to come out there, and to bring speakers that make people want to come out there, yes, and to find the history in a place to make it interesting, to find the haunted places, set up the tours, bring speakers like uh, Rosemary Ellen Giley, um, who's world famous for her yeah. books. Obviously, I mean, we we tease about the gin, but I've spent hundreds of dollars on Rosemary's books.
2: Yeah, and ago. I talked to her, and she said that she would be a guest on our show. All
4: right, so. well, she's the next oh, on the nice. list. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Um, and that brings so many interesting people. And bring, put them in one place together and let us have a chance to meet them and talk to them is a really special thing. So uh, I just think Troy and Lisa did a fantastic
2: job. Yes. Congratulations to them. And also, I'd like to thank Lisa and Scott for joining the gang this year. Because yes. last year, it was Allison and Mike and I and, and her husband, Scott. But uh, it was fun to have some newbies coming with us. And you guys were great. And it was wonderful having you at the booth. And... Yeah, We, a and for we
1: ride, had so. a blast and Lisa, <laughs> and Lisa, Lisa carrying Allison a couple of times When she couldn't walk <laughs> And carrying me a once when I couldn't walk That's, That's right. true too <laughs> So it was just fun to be So thank you for joining the party guys And uh, once again uh, We're going to have links to all this stuff mm, In the show notes so Othersidepodcast.com Slash 151 And you can find more about Allison's ghost tours and her investigations. And where can they find all that, girly?
4: That's milwaukeeghost.com.
1: And Lisa, if they want to take your Sweet Haunted tour, where can they find that?
3: Madison Ghost Walks. We have a Facebook page. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Well, thanks, guys.
2: Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everybody who was at the conference. And now...
1: One of the things that I thought was interesting were the people at the booth right next to ours, the South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee. Now, they'd never been to a conference before and were so cute. The manager of the hospital said that she felt out of her element, like a faker, because she wasn't a, quote, paranormal person, unquote. I completely understand because this community can sometimes feel extremely insular, and it's very protective because outsiders in the mainstream love to be judgmental about the things that we think are awesome. I told her you didn't have to be a paranormal person to appreciate everything. You just had to have an open mind. No one really knows the answers, and anyone who tells you that they do is lying to you or just deranged. This is an area where we're all just taking our best guess. But that's just not the world of the paranormal. That's everything. We're all doing our best out there, no matter what it is. And everyone feels like a fraud sometimes, that they're getting away with something. As long as you're okay with yourself, that's all that matters. We're all just trying to get by, and all the things that we make ourselves believe that are so important, or the things we torture ourselves with, in the end, they just don't really matter to the universe. Have fun and be your best, because it's just smoke and mirrors anyway.
0: to run away The little mask you're wearing breaks. Well, it's okay Yeah, it's okay When you think they're giving you the eye Something in you wants to die When you're just living a lie Just know it's smoking mirrors anyway Well you got your cross to bear, Don't you know We all got our ways And it's not right and it's not fair, Don't you know It's gonna be okay It's smoking mirrors anyway The target on your listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.
2: We're not done yet though.
1: <laughs> of course not because we haven't thanked our awesome Patreon community.
2: Yes. Love our Patreons and we want to give a special shout out to Ned who's pledged us at a level where he gets his own special shout out every single episode. Ned, we love you. Thank you, Doc. And we love all of you Patreons. And if you want to join the community, how well, can you, they do that, Mike? You probably should just wander over to
1: OthersidePodcast.com slash donate. Now you're going to have to wander with your fingers on a cell phone because you can't just <laughs> you can't just walk in. Right. But other side com slash donate is a, a way you can find to be part of the special community that helps create more and more episodes to see you on other side songs, podcasts, videos, and fun stuff. And we would love to give you a big hug right there. I was like the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball because I, I came in, I was buck naked. I was on that chain, like in the video.